Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Welcome back to Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, and you've heard us over the last several years talk about the Other Side Academy and more recently about the Other Side Village about an opportunity to really go at things in a different kind of way, especially when it comes to those who are on the street, those who are facing homelessness, those who have dealt with addiction, or those who have been in and out of the criminal justice system. And we've talked about the Tiny Home Project, the Other Side Village, this tiny home project uh, that is really designed to house Salt Lake's chronically homeless, uh, and where they're getting to some final steps. And really interesting, uh, a lot of that, of course, is is based on this incredible model that I think is really a Utah model. Uh, I, I tout this everywhere I go. Uh, and so let's start with the, the Other Side Academy, uh, which just has a principle-based way for people who've been in and out of the criminal justice system to live a life of integrity. Uh, it's not about guards and guns. It's not about... Uh, uh, having workers there watching them. It's a it's a community where you learn skills and you hold each other accountable for living with integrity. You develop the skills. They don't take money. Uh, it's not a government-funded thing. Anyone can go there, no cost. Uh, it's an extraordinary place. I think it's the most magical place on earth, to be honest. Uh, and it's because it's principle-driven. And you see people who have uh, work their way through life uh, in and out of the system, learning how to be better criminals or better drug addicts. Uh, and suddenly they're in this environment with their peers. Uh, it is peer-to-peer, and the results are just absolutely phenomenal, absolutely extraordinary. And now they're taking that, that next step in the process. Uh, they have this wonderful thing going with the academy, and now uh, they have proposed the Other Side Village, uh, which would be tiny homes, and really functioning under the same kinds of things uh, in terms of principles. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. 
That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. So uh, Salt Lake City Mayor Aaron Mendenhall uh, announced plans back in the spring of 2021 uh, that the city would partner with the Other Side Academy to begin the process uh, for a tiny home village. And this just isn't, isn't, isn't just a place of shelter. It's not just uh, little places that will then get run down. Uh, this is about creating a vibrant community. It's community connection that matters. Uh, the mayor had hoped to have uh, at least a few homes built before winter, uh, and uh, things obviously move slow, planning process, approval process, uh, and now they're getting to a real crucial stage of the game. And the city council uh, will take public comment tomorrow at 7 p.m., and they're considering some of the, uh, a zoning amendment, which is a crucial piece of this. It's a small uh, – there is a, an opposition to it uh, who are, are worried about crime and drugs on the west side. Everyone who has experienced anything around the other side academy uh, knows that the opposite is true. This will be the best-kept place on the planet uh, and a place of, of integrity. Uh, and so there is an opportunity tomorrow at 7 p.m. for the, for the uh, people of the community to weigh in. And I think it's a great opportunity for all of us to rally around a model that to me is the essence of a Utah model in terms of doing it differently. And what we have been doing, especially as it relates to the unsheltered and the chronically homeless, that uh, this kind of project needs to be done. Now, this is not a a pie in the sky, shoot the moon. Uh, This has been done in other places. Austin, Texas, Community First Village uh, has a great uh, tiny home community. Uh, and this is kind of modeled in a similar way uh, with some some added components to it. And so it is an opportunity for people to weigh in. You can go uh, to the city council uh, meeting at 7 p.m. You can weigh in personally. You can also go to the city council website. You can leave uh, comments there to weigh in. And this is just one of those, uh, again, uh, commenting period where everybody gets to weigh in. This is how government works, and everyone has to go through the process. And uh, as you look at that, the other side village, uh, again, is looking at this 40-acre lot in uh, West Salt Lake City, 1850 West Indiana Avenue. And uh, the, the, the land has actually been owned by the city, uh, but it must be approved by the council for this specific use. And so it would basically be a 40-year lease uh, at a dollar a year to the other side academy. Uh, and then uh, the other side academy would uh, plan on covering all the costs uh, for remediation of the site, cost development, operation of the, of the project, and so on. Uh, so this is your chance to weigh in on something that I think is a, an extraordinary Utah model that will change lives forever. And it is just a better way to get it done. But everyone needs to, to rally around it. This is one of those moments where you say, okay, here's here's a group that is providing real results, transforming lives, uh, giving people the dignity of work and the dignity of a place that can be their own. And a lot of us take that for granted. And so when you look at the possibilities of this, when you look at the problems we already have as it relates to homelessness uh, and how so many places have become so run down, uh, the other side village is the opposite of that. Uh, this is designed to be a destination place, uh, a real community with real economy and commerce going on, uh, which then incorporates into jobs and responsibilities and new skills, and it is how upward mobility happens. 
but it takes everybody getting on board. This is one of those where you can sit back and say, well, not my job, not my specialty, uh, not my concern. It's not my neighborhood, so I'm not worried about it. Uh, but this is one of those where we all need to stand up and say, okay, here is a way that is working. Here is a model for success that can change the game. Let's prove it out here in the state of Utah. It's not requiring uh, federal dollars. It's not requiring that kind of investment. Uh, it's just an extraordinary place, an extraordinary process. Uh, so weigh in. This is your big chance. Be part of the process. Again, you can either show up at the city council uh, tomorrow at 7 p.m. You can also do it online at the city council's website. Uh, and this is an important, an important step on what I think is a crucial project. Uh, not just for here in the state of Utah. I think this becomes a model to the country. The other side village uh, is the way that that's going to get done. All right, we'll step aside for bottom of the hour news. When we come back, we'll look at some of the uh, polling going on and who should really have confidence in the midterm. Should the Democrats be confident? Should the Republicans? We'll talk about it coming up next. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.